after the blessing, we will sing the first five verses of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. The choir will stay in place, and then we'll have announcements. And then at the end of announcements, we'll have the uh, recessional. The choir will process out, and we'll sing the last six through eight uh, verses. And then we'll have a dismissal. So thank you for being patient and making these changes. Hopefully our service will not be much longer than usual. Now let us begin our worship with the lighting of the afternoon. Come, Holy One, as the beloved child of Israel, soften our hearts. 
child leads in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud voice, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. The Gospel of the Lord. Mary who said 
God's unexpected gifts in all that we do. Now today, at announcement time, Ron Hosfeld, who chaired the last search committee 13 years ago that found he will speak to us about what it will be like for our congregation to move ahead with our search for a new rector after we say goodbye to Tony in May. As we listen to Rod, and as he answers our questions, I invite us to listen through the lens of wondering how we can best be enablers, containers, and space creators for God's promises in this next stage of our communal life together here at Trinity. And then, when we, when we sing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, when we receive communion into our bodies, when we leave here to go to the coffee hour or enter the holy chaos of Padua Castro, when we leave this place today, when we gather again on Thursday to celebrate Christ's birth, when we sing silent nights to candlelight that night, my prayer is that we go ever deeper, that we let our conversations and rituals, our songs and prayers, our relationships, and even the most mundane of our tasks be lit up by the knowledge that in all we do, we are invited to be containers of God's promise of healing, energizing, and love. So that God's promises can make their way into this world again and again, and so that they can find the space to dwell and grow.
You are listening, and we pray. Hold the whole of your church in your hands as we wait together for the fullness of your kingdom to come. May we know you to be at the center of our connections with one another. Amen. Hold all those who have been given power and authority in the nations of our world, that they may serve you and serve your people in truth, integrity, and love. Amen. Hold your whole creation in the embrace of your healing power. Be present with those who suffer, those who struggle, those who offer up their lives and hands to your purposes, those who laugh, those who cry, those who are dying, those who are being born, and those who are waiting. Hold this community in your sight as a community who loves you and needs you. of our hearts and minds this day. We know you are present with those who need you most. Hold those who have died in your everlasting arms. We remember especially Janet Munbury, Aunt of Harriet Ritter, and David Watson, husband of Barbara Hall. Hold us, we thank you, Hold us as we wait for you. Hold us as we pray. Lord, hear the prayers of your people. What we have asked, stay for you. Grant that we may obtain effectively. The glory of your name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor.
Gordon. I'm Jay Ruby, your senior warden. Two weeks ago, following the transition forum, many of you told Southern Vestry that you had had difficulty understanding the accent from John Baptiste, who was the transition director for the diocese. In addition, those of you who said you had been able to understand his comments were concerned that too much of what John Baptiste talked about seemed top-down and that the diocese seemed to be making all kinds of decisions for Trinity. And you wondered what role would Trinity have in the transition process. Well, the vestry heard you and were concerned about this, so with Tony's guidance and suggestion, we decided to have this unusual uh, discussion today during the announcement period. Fortunately, Ron Hosfeld agreed to be person giving you the overview, Rod is ideally suited to give you this overview because uh, not only was he, uh, is he a former senior warden, he chaired the search process that identified and found Tony. So uh, the game plan here is for Rod to give you some brief remarks, uh, to open it up for any questions you might have, Rod will do his best to answer them, uh, perhaps supplemented by Tony, myself, or others. And uh, the last thing I want to mention is that in today's bulletin, there's a little bit of a, a faux pas in that it says that Rod is chair of the search committee. Well, he, it is true he is chair of the former search committee, but as he will explain, no search committee has been put in place and no search committee will be put in place until after Tony has retired. So just to clarify that. Uh, so without further ado, here's Rod. and. Uh, to uh, borrow from Becky's sermon, good morning, fellow containers. <laughs> the, the notes that uh, from the forum that Jay mentioned are available with the ushers or in the back of the welcome table. The entire process is spelled out on the diocesan website, and those handouts have the link to that website. So
this is different from the past. In the past, we've had a profile committee who has put together a self-study and profile of the Trinity and a search committee. They've changed it to a single committee to do both. This is an important document in the profile that the candidates will use to see if there is a good fit between Trinity and the candidate. So with Trinity's profile in hand, the diocese and Trinity will post the position of rector on many websites, both locally and nationally. So now the search is on. From the list of those who expressed interest, the search committee will present 10 to 12 names to the bishop for an initial background check. From that list, three or four names will be recommended to the search committee. Now here's where Trinity often departs from the norm. At their discretion, the, church, the search committee will likely add or subtract names. Then a further background check is done on those final candidates that the search committee is going to visit. And those candidates will also visit Trinity. So during this entire process, you can see why confidentiality is critical. Some of these candidates may not have told their parish they're looking for another job. So in the other, the other uh, comment is an assistant or associate rector cannot be a candidate for rector. But the good news is Becky has agreed to stay on as in her position and will continue to serve here at the discretion and the pleasure of the new rector. So after the search committee has done its due diligence, the name of one candidate will be presented to the vestry. Once the vestry approves that candidate, the bishop will review or the recommendation and will meet with that candidate before he or she is called to serve. So just, that's a lot of information, but let me just recap the timetable. From now to May 22nd, we're celebrating Tony's ministry with us in lieu and uh, no talk about search committees. April to May timeframe before he leaves, interim rector is appointed, a search consultant and a business consultant are appointed. And then from June onward, there's no timetable, the search committee is appointed and does their job. So keep in mind, there have only been minor changes in the search process at the diocesan level from the last two searches we did over 35 years. Now this process sounds rigid on paper, and it could be, but it was put in place to protect the parish, Trinity, and the diocese. And during the last very successful search, Trinity exercised good judgment and some free will. <laughs> While trusting in the guidance from the Holy Spirit, it still worked within the diocesan framework. So it really goes to show that we at Trinity are incredibly blessed with resourceful people who will discern how to navigate through this process 
It's my understanding, and we will check this for the diocese, but uh, it's my understanding that the vestry really should and plans to have the final decision, uh, obviously putting so much weight in the search committee. It's sort of hard to imagine the vestry would undermine their work, but I think the vestry needs to represent Trinity and, and make that decision.
about today, we've had a lot of self-study going on with the new building, you know, the input from everybody on that, uh, who we are, where we're going. So a lot of the groundwork's been laid, so I would assume that they, when they write the profile in self-study, they will start with that Yeah, there was a survey for the, uh, for everyone, right? The original search. Yeah, what uh, John is mentioning is that the... That John mentioned that uh, during the one, there has been, was a survey that was sent out to everybody to get individual input as well as group input. So this will all be worked out starts forms and then starts looking at the process. I have a question about the interim minister. Has the interim minister been trained to help um, our parish through this transition or is this um, someone who's kind of in jobs or tell me more about the interim minister? That's a really good question. Um, if you'll recall last time, Terry McCall um, fit the bill nicely to put a bottle in. And there are people who have that as their ministry, you know, during transition periods. So when the diocese appoints or at least sends us a candidate, we will have that in mind that we're looking for someone who can help us through this transition and not. As you said, just be someone in between jobs looking to fill time. Uh, a person may be very well qualified, but again, it has to be uh, with the approval of the master. And I, I'm almost certain it would be someone who's trained in the interim ministry. I did mention that uh, keep in mind that the bishop is as interested in this being as successful as a servant as we are. Uh, it's uh, in the best interest of the diocese. So I'm confident that they're going to do everything they can to help you have the right interim and the right results for this. I don't remember that in the last I don't remember that in the last survey there was a business consultant involved in the diocese. And maybe you want to that. Can you say a little bit about Sure, and I know that Tony addressed that because he's been in touch. They, uh, they started doing that because what they found was in a number of the parishes, financial records are in such terrible shape that they wanted to be sure that the uh, parish was uh, financially able to call a full-time record or a half-time record. So they have instituted that review of the financial uh, health of the parish before uh, calling it.
prayers for her children, you would not forgive us. Timely again, you called us to live in the fullness of your love. So this day, we join the saints and angels in a chorus of praise that brings through eternity, lifting our voices to magnify you as we sing. Honor, glory, and praise for 
gifts of God and the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you. And be not given your hearts by faith and thanksgiving. All who seek God and hunger and thirst for Christ are welcome to receive communion.